0: Episode 70B, The Military Dollar. Again. Hey Chainers, welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien.
1: And I'm Katie Welsh.
0: All right, Katie, this is part two with The Military Dollar. Go ahead. I don't know about you, but last time <laughs> I was blown away.
1: I know, I yeah, know. Like I... Mind is
0: blown. Like, this whole world of like military finance and special plans and you know, a whole bunch of ways of structuring your finance that I had no idea about.
1: It really put into perspective a lot of things for me. And I feel like now I understand things. Not that I talk about military finances super often, but on occasion when I have talked to friends who are in the military, they sometimes casually bring things up and now I feel like I have something a little bit to say instead of just like nod my head and be completely confused.
0: Yeah, like there definitely is stuff to take away, you know, and um, I really enjoy change the military dollar.
1: So the episode before this one is where she front loads a ton of knowledge about savings plans and, you know, automating things and doing all kinds of stuff. In this episode, it's a little bit more, I don't want to say fun. <laughs> it's a little less intense on the brain.
0: Right, yeah. I'll, I'll put it that way. A little more, more chilled, you know, like, kind of like, all right, we've spoken about the serious stuff. Let's get into some of the more interesting things.
1: Yeah, and like, yeah. um, we talked about a pretty, I'll just say it, it was an embarrassing experience that I had in an elevator.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so let's let's get to it and talk to her.
0: Yep, let's dive right into our interview. Well- welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host Dennis inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. Hey chainers welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. Today, we're hanging out with the military dollar again. The military dollar is a member of the Air Force and she has a personal finance blog that has a ton of fantastic information. Now, a big question that a lot of people have is, well, sure, you can go join the military, but how much money are you going to make? And a lot of people don't know whether they're going to make a lot, make a little, you know, so today, I think... We're really going to try and address that and a couple other really fun issues.
1: I completely agree. I I feel I think that military members should make a little bit more just because the the way it is and the way I've always kind of thought of it is you're just inconvenienced a lot more. And, uh, yes, we are. <laughs> and a quick story. So at our last ap- apartment, me and Dennis were. Coming in from having like a nice dinner out and, you know, we had had like a nice weekend and everything. And in the elevator to go up to our apartment, uh, I don't know what branch he was and he was clearly in the military and clearly had had a at least a rough weekend. He looked completely exhausted. He was dirty. He had a gallon of like half drank water with him and he just looked like he was about to fall over. And the whole time, and then naturally, I hit the wrong button to for our floor. Do you remember this? Yeah, I remember And I this. literally, I thought the guy was going to kill me. <laughs> and I just want to be like, <laughs> I am so sorry. I will admit I'm completely incompetent. Like you have been off doing who knows what. And I am not capable of hitting the right button to go to the right floor. So... <laughs> when I think of that or like my friend's like brand new wife who they get, they just got married and now he is off on deployment for a year like bluntly like that sucks like that you should be able to enjoy a little bit bigger of a paycheck and yeah. better benefits and stuff like that especially when you're sacrificing and being away from your family and sleeping in dirt holes or whatever it is
2: Yes. So that is where, if we go way back to the beginning of the conversation, um, where thinking about the really cool things that I get to do makes up for the fact that um, (laughs) I have spent, you know, most holidays away from my family. Um, I had to Uh, leave my, uh, so I don't have kids or a spouse, but I do have a dog that I love very much, and And he's my family. That's that's a child. So I had to leave him with other people for five months, and these luckily were people that I knew and were friends of mine and I could trust, um, but you never know what's going to happen. So I had another friend who went on deployment for a year, and when he got back, the woman who was watching his dog had moved away and wouldn't give him his dog back. Um, so he would fly across the country and basically like threaten her with legal action to get his dog back. That's insane. Um, That's weird. (laughs) Why why would you do that? Yeah. People miss the birth of their children all the time. Um, it's it's hard to be in the military. It is a sacrifice.
0: There's a lot of sacrifice.
2: Um, at the same time, money wouldn't make up for those things. So, I do think that all military members should be paid enough that they don't have to worry about things. So, you know, thinking about things that you have to worry about, you guys both bring in an income. A military spouse doesn't always have that option. Between the fact that they're constantly moving and employers don't like to hire somebody that they know is going to leave in a year or two. Um, And then especially if they move overseas, there might be rules for um, how many spouses are allowed to be employed. It can be really hard. If a family wants to be dual income, they don't necessarily even have that option in the military. Um, So it's a, it is a financial sacrifice. I just want people to understand that um, we're not destitute. We just maybe. it's, you're not, you're not going to get super rich in the military, but most people make enough money for their families.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think that going along with like this thinking of the spouse and having to go along, that would be hard for them to not only they're missing like their loved one, who is away and like that has to be super stressful but then it's also pretty lonely because i would imagine it's hard to make friends when you're moving all the time
2: you know So I'm not a military spouse. I can only go off of what military spouses tell me, but the amazing thing about them is that they're all struggling through the same thing together. So the military spouse communities are super close and you become really good as either as a spouse or as a military child at making friends very quickly. And and frankly, the military members do it too. We make friends quickly. And we were just discussing this with some of our friends the other day. Um, the amazing thing about being in the military is that because we're always leaving our friends, we also get really good at not letting those relationships break down. So I have friends that I might not talk to for five years and we will run into each other randomly on Um, Like on a trip or we'll be stationed together again and I'll run into them and it'll be like no time has passed whatsoever. We just pick right up. Um, So it's hard, but also we build in a lot of resiliency. Um, And and that's really good for kids, actually, because they learn to deal with adversity very young. So,
1: again, it's hard, but also good for you. (laughs) That's really nice to hear, though, that there is that kind of support community.
0: Yeah, I I think support communities are so important, you know, and like, especially being able to adapt very quickly is is such a crucial skill. And just in life and generally, you know, to learn.
2: Yeah, it's my two and a half million size family. so.
0: (laughs)
1: Okay, so why do you think that people struggle to achieve their dreams? Oh, wow. Um, Well, there's a lot of reasons,
2: of course. Um, But I think a big one is fear of trying to achieve their dreams. Um, So I've been thinking about this a lot lately, the theory of loss aversion. So loss aversion is the tendency of people to prefer avoiding a loss rather than chasing a gain. So... If you're thinking about, like, if you're talking about money, one example is people would rather put all of their money into a, you know, simple savings account earning 1% because they know that value will never go down rather than putting it into the stock market where they might lose 50%. Um, So I think people... Uh if they will if they fear chasing their dreams because of the, you know, five percent chance that something will go wrong, then they never branch out and they never go after things. So you can't achieve a dream you never try.
0: That's very true.
1: <laughs> you have to take the risks.
0: Yeah, you have yes. to. So do you have any other books or podcasts you could recommend for our listeners?
1: uh for
2: books my favorite my life-changing book was definitely your money or your life by joe dominguez and vicki robin um i know you probably get that answer all the time
1: but i'm gonna give it too because we that do. book is amazing <laughs> i just i just finished reading it i think yesterday and it is oh, such a great book did you read the new version uh, well actually i'll admit i didn't read it i listened to it so i, I don't, don't i don't know what edition it was but it was really good <laughs> um so I don't
2: know whether or not that was the new one but um yeah it's it's an incredible book it's a life-changing book for me um let's see podcasts uh so for financial podcasts I listen to a lot um but I would say probably the two that I'm most dedicated to are Choose Fi and Fire Drill so listeners full disclosure i only started reason listening to chain of wealth fairly recently so i have not listened to all of them Um, (laughs) but i've listened to all of choose fi and fire drill uh and then i'm just going to plug some non-financial podcasts because i have the microphone right now Go Uh, (laughs) go for it it's all yours so i love npr podcasts i'll listen to pretty much anything they put out um But probably um, Embedded is really good. And then I love Hank and John Green. So I listen to Dear Hank and John. It is my one goofy, like, non-intellectual in any way kind of podcast. And I absolutely love it because those guys are brilliant. And actually, I learn something from it every single time. But that's not really the intent. Um, Their intent is just to be fun. And they are really good at that.
1: Okay. So do you have a favorite quote?
2: I have a bunch of favorite quotes. Um, So one of my favorites is no matter how you feel, get up, dress up and show up. Um, And I think that kind of goes back to the achieving your dreams thing, like just try something, just be there and you may hate it and you may love it. But if you don't show up in the first place, you're never going to know.
0: We've absolutely loved hanging out today. Do you have any other last parting piece of advice? And then we'll say goodbye.
2: Ooh, parting piece of advice. Um, listen to Chain of Wealth. <laughs> I love that advice. Too kind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chain, as we've been hanging out with Military Dollar, you can check out her site at militarydollar.com. And there is a ton of fantastic resources and information on that site. Definitely check it out. Whether you're in the military or not, you can learn something.